Monstrix Radio. Tonight we're going to be discussing Monster Exclusive, specifically our endeavor to bring you folks more content, more information, and just some really cool stuff that we're working on with Monster Exclusive. Tonight with me is my co-host, Julie Wrench and Gunnar Monson. Yeah, I am here. Howdy. Good stuff. Howdy. Glad to have you here. So yeah, guys, we've been working on Monster Exclusive for well over a year now and we've been putting in a ton of content we got some great folks in our facebook group we got some great feedback over many of the shows that we put together for monster exclusive we've also got a ton of content in there as well you know not shared publicly how do you guys feel we just started it in april as far as making the content available to members and i think we have a lot of good content in there with Sasquatch Island with Thomas Seawood, and then we have uh, Eyewitness Encounter Show with myself, Field Reports, uh, mostly with Shane, um, and Bigfoot Biometrics with Shane Gunner and sometimes myself. And I, I know that Gunner will be also working on some field reports as he's out there investigating coming up. So, you know, we've all got our fingers in the show's you know, there's a combination of us in some things. We have uh eyewitness encounter show coming up with Shane's encounter. That'll be coming up in about a month or so. So I think it's going real good. We've had a lot of good positive feedback. You know, people are, are really appreciating the no-nonsense scientific approach to the way that we are doing our shows. Yeah, absolutely. I know uh, we've been really hard at work putting this exclusive together. We've been doing podcasting for well over five years now, and we wanted to do more with Monster X Radio and bring exclusive into into a, a effect. And it's been very, it's been fun. You know, sometimes it's been challenging, but that's good. I wanted to be challenged, and that's why exclusive is, you know, it's kind of our baby and something we've been working on for a while, bringing in unique stuff because far as podcasting goes we're the only really active researchers that have a podcast out there as a as a group you know there's a few other podcasts out there that have an individual researcher not multiple researchers from across the country doing different things uh, you know julie we're going to talk about some of the stuff going on that you're working on in your area and then we're going to talk about some of our 
shows that we've done that we've really enjoyed and uh, get a little feedback from everybody here. Um, I'm going to start out right off the bat and play a little teaser clip for some of the content uh, in one of the shows that we have posted in exclusive. Got a little music behind it. I'll probably post this on Facebook at some point. I'm going to go ahead and play that little teaser clip. You're driving down the road. It's like, holy cow. What was, you know, what, what did I just, you know, what did I just see there? It looked like it was wet, like, like it was wet hair or sheen, like a shine to it. But it was just completely covered in hair. It's, it was just, just amazing that the, the size of it was just, a, just a massive, just massive. It was just a huge thing. I, I'd say between like seven and a half, eight and a half feet tall over the guardrail and uh, I got out of my vehicle and I came around to the back of the vehicle, looked down the hill and it was uh, maybe like two, three steps into the into the wood line and it just kind of like blended into the woods and it's gone. I stood there for like 20 or 30 seconds and then I said, well, what did I just see here? And I got my vehicle and I pulled out it. Now, Julie, that was a that was a really interesting interview that you had conducted with the guest for exclusive, but it was just a really compelling interview. What are your thoughts on that particular interview? I really enjoyed that one. That's why I included those clips. Well, I'll tell you, he he really had a lot of detail about the the appearance of this creature. You know how it was the hair was actually shining like it was wet, but he didn't think that it was wet, but it had the appearance of, you know, something very shiny, and it was huge, massive. He just couldn't get over how large this thing was. And he also said that it glided across the road in front of him. And how many times have we heard people say that? Right. When they see these things and they're moving, they don't actually look like they're walking or running, rather just gliding. They're so smooth. So, you know, when I hear my guests say that over and over you know it's there's something to it and you know he also stopped his car got out and went around the behind his car and looked down to where this creature went and I'm thinking to myself I don't know that I would have done that you know I don't know if I wanted to get out of my car at that point so and he actually heard it you know taken off so you know what an encounter to, to be able to see the, the muscles flex in it. You know, he knew it wasn't somebody in a costume. You know, there was too much detail in the physique of this thing. So, right. yeah, that yeah, was I a just, very good uh, encounter. Yeah, I just found the guy to be very compelling, uh, very sincere and honest, and uh, without embellishments. Uh, he was just stating matter-of-fact mm-hmm. as to exactly what he saw. And those encounters, I you know, I really appreciate. To me, those are, are some of the best encounter reports really stoked that you got to interview him and share that on monster exclusive. So well done there. Now I'm going to go ahead and jump into another teaser. There's no music on this one. I just, I pieced a couple of interviews together here and I'm going to go ahead and play that now. Sitting on a deer stand and I could hear like chirping noises in the morning and it got closer and closer and closer when it finally got in 
it looked like a prehistoric man. It just stood there in the, in the shooting lane and it looked around. It didn't scent me. It didn't know I was there until I said something and it turned and looked at me. And it took about two steps and vanished into the uh, cedar trees. It was about 8.30 in the morning. And, you know, I just sat up just to take a look around. And boom, I caught movement to my left. And there was a Sasquatch walking away from me along the road. So then I'm walking back towards my car. And you hear from the woods where there's nothing. You just hear this screaming, like, like, I was like, whoa. And my sister just whispering my name, Crystal, Crystal. So I sat up, and as I sat up, I could see this. I can only describe this as a hair, a large hairy creature just standing in the doorway. Now, those three there were also very interesting encounters. Mm-hmm. I interviewed the middle encounter there of that segment was Mike Leone. He's a good friend of mine. Okay. And I interviewed him, and that actually that encounter was part of a like a field report show. But I, he included that encounter because that's kind of really what solidified the existence of Sasquatch for this guy. But he he relayed his encounter on just I only played a small portion of his encounter. He goes more into depth there. But the one that stands out to me, I know you interviewed the gentleman in the beginning of that segment, Julie, mm-hmm. uh, in the deer stand, and he's had a couple of uh, of encounters. Yeah, he. Oh, man, his description of that one was, you know, like a person that just crawled out of a cave somewhere, like a caveman-type appearance. And what also intrigued me was that he heard this chirping sound, and it got closer and closer. You know, and that's really odd because now I've heard that before, too, like a chirping. or, And you have to wonder what it is that that that, that means. What What are they communicating to somebody else? that's with them or you know i just he he had a couple different encounters but yeah that one in the deer stand i think that one kind of blew his mind when he saw the way that it looked right the way it looked and how he described it and we get that a lot from hunters that are out hunting this time of year specifically you know it's hunting season and they have this experience and uh, that gentleman that was quite the uh show uh quite the recording there and then to have him on the show to discuss his encounters and that one specifically stood out to me and i included a clip from that which is in our exclusive group and then of course the crystal show we did where crystal Pennick, uh, a researcher uh talking about her her childhood experience that to me was disturbing in some aspects at, at her description and whatnot but it was just it's another piece uh, that you'll find in monster exclusive so, you know, Monster Exclusive, we have, you know, the biometric show, we have the encounter show, we have the field report show, and then we also have the Sasquatch Island show. You know, Gunnar Monster, what's your favorite, particularly when it comes to, you know, our, our lineup and the shows that we're putting out there for the exclusive members, what's your favorite, what's your favorite show that you, you partake in? Uh... Well, that's like asking somebody, you know, that has four kids what their favorite kid is. <laughs> so, but, I mean, I, I, I've i always loved, loved talking to people about their encounters. I mean, I, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I was a big BFRO field investigator for a bunch of years, talked to lots and lots of witnesses. So, 
So, and it's fun. I, I really appreciate the way that Julie interviews um, witnesses, lets them tell their story. And, uh, but um, I guess if you're going to ask me which is my favorite show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean toward bi biometrics because mm -hmm. um, if I have to pick one, because I've always kind of been like a data nerd. So I like, you know, I like to see what, uh, and, you know, we lean heavy on uh, Squatcher Metrics, who gives us, takes the data and, and plugs it in. And, and then we talk about a lot of the aspects of what, because it's interesting is what, what are the, how do you, you know, reduce the size of the, the haystack when we've got this moving needle, um, as we like to say. Yeah, and and looking at the data is our best opportunity to create some degree of predictability. So um, just to, yeah, it's fun to get on there and and look at that and talk about that um, with you because we it's it, you know it, a lot of for me doing uh, Monster X and then and do it continuing on and exclusive is is sitting down and talking about something that I'm passionate about and it, it's fun just to sit around and you know it's like sitting around the campfire and talking about Bigfoot with your friends so I guess yeah. if you're going to force me I'm going to say biometrics so been working hard on a bunch of different field reports recently in the exclusive group I shared something that I've never shared publicly and I think some of the exclusive members kind of deserve to see some of the stuff I've been working on and some of uh, my results from some of the work that I've been doing. And that was a trail cam uh, video. And that's the sort of thing you're going to find in exclusive. I, I don't want it public because it's, it's very ambiguous. And uh, I feel like those that are exclusive members deserve to see some of this possible evidence or this interesting stuff. And I, and I get their feedback and I love it. It makes a lot of fun. That's what we do with a lot of these shows. They're for those members that really like when you get down to the hardcore stuff, the research, the real serious encounters. You know, you can jump on a multitude of YouTube shows and whatnot and hear all sorts of encounters. Uh, we really try to – we're really nitpicky when it comes to encounters and because, to be honest with you, in my experience as a researcher and investigator is that – 90% of these encounters can be explained. Uh, most of them are from people misidentifying stuff or just straight out lying. You know, it's easy to do. And so we, we're really kind of nitpicky on, on the encounter stuff. And as far as I'm concerned, encounters are rather rare. They're not, they're not happening all the time. Right. We get the encounter shows. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the truth. They just don't happen all the time, you know? They did. This thing would have been proven a long time ago. I don't care what you say on that. That's just a matter of fact. If there's all these encounters going on, somebody would have proven it by now. It's just a rare entity, and, and that's why we're kind of nitpicky on the encounter stuff. But we have them, and I, in my experience with what we're doing, it they're fantastic, fantastic encounter shows. Then we do the field report stuff, where we bring you out to the field. Sometimes with uh, a lot of times with video, we post a lot of video in the exclusive group. And, you know, with the field report shows, we're kind of telling you what we're doing with some other, maybe we'll bring a guest researcher on the show and show you uh, and tell you about what they're doing. Before we get down to the, the fine details, the nitty gritty, 
Why did Sasquatch cross the road? Where did Sasquatch cross the road? When did Sasquatch cross the road? And, and all that good stuff. So that's what biometrics is about. And that's what we've been bringing on. We love having Squatch Metrics involved because he brings a lot of solid data to the table where there's no, you know, gray areas. It's just, you know, here are the numbers, here are the facts, take it and utilize it or digest. And uh, it's just the biometric show for me is one of my, the fun shows. Because we talk about the real nitty-gritty stuff that, for me, is the new wave of Sasquatch research. We're getting past just encounters and stories. We're bringing details and numbers to the table, you know, via graphs and, and everything else. So it, it, that's a fascinating show for me. And, of course, we have Sasquatch Island with Thomas Seawood. He's got that knowledge, that experience. He knows his oral history, and he goes to a lot of great areas talks to a lot of interesting folk, both Native American and non-Native American, but a lot of these areas that I can't get into. I'm not a Native American. I'm not right. allowed to a lot of these areas. And so he's got access to a lot of areas, and he brings a lot of oral history to the table that I'm not aware of. He always blows my mind with some of the stuff that he, he shares. So that to me is yeah. fascinating stuff. He tells his stories so well that it, it draws you in, and, you know, it's like, you can almost see it in your mind, you know, what he's talking about. So he he has a real good um, way of telling those events as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's just so fluid. When he's speaking, he's so fluid about it. One of the things on the Sasquatch Island is, is that his interviews with Lucas from the Omaha Nation back in Nebraska. I mean, there's some ongoing stuff going in, in Nebraska that, Thomas is on top of, and Lucas White is uh, on site, and Thomas is, is updating us on that ongoing situation. And that's one of the cool things here is, Shane, you're really dialed in with the, the Olympic project and the Nest site up in Washington. Mm -hmm. We're sharing stuff with exclusive members that nobody else is going to have access to. Nobody has been to the nest site more often than you have, and I've had the privilege of being there a couple times now. And what's going on with Julie it is not being shared on other podcasts. It's basically exclusively exclusive. We're saying we're it's being shared to the exclusive membership. And like Shane, you were really hesitant to share your trail cam footage, and we talked about it. Um, you had shared it with me right after you got it. And part of that is because we don't want, you know, even as investigators, it's always to me is uh, research first. And, you know, the podcasting is great and fun, but we not everything's going to get shared there. Part of, for me, the exclusive group is actually dealing with people that are really serious about the subject and that, you know, we get to know them. So it's like an extended Bigfoot family. So here we've got these people that, you know, that we get to hang out and talk more about Bigfoot. But also you, you develop a more personal connection with them. You know, we've got over almost 11,000 people in the, the Monster X group. And I can honestly tell you that I don't know most of them. I'm I'm getting to know the, the exclusive members. And, and that's fun, too. Now we've got a cool group of people to hang out and talk about Bigfoot. And then and uh, we get to share stuff that we – I wouldn't necessarily share my most Bigfooty stuff. I, I certainly wouldn't share it in, on 
Facebook in public, and even inside the the Monster X group, I'm not able to vet those people, you know, the 11,000 people in there as well as, and no offense to anybody who's listening, we appreciate you being part of the Monster X community, but, but you know what I mean. The folks that, that are exclusive members, we share what's going on with us. And that trail cam footage, as we say, you know, if you if you had the opportunity to listen to this, that show, is that, you know, yeah, obviously it's not definitive, but it is awful interesting. And mm-hmm. and it was cool that, that you were able to share that with, with our friends in exclusive. So Right. Well, like I said, it was over, I've had it since the beginning of 2017. Been sitting on it, analyzing it, vetting it. And it's still it's still interesting, even though it's ambiguous. It's, it's still dang interesting. It's so. Bigfoot. <laughs> it's Bigfoot. Yeah. I don't. Right. I mean, yeah, you have to Can't see it. That, and honestly, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's if I if I was not an exclusive member and I knew about it, I would I would join exclusive to see that because it's uh, it's that interesting. I mean, it's yeah. something that doesn't happen every day. You know, it just right place, right time, and. It's one of those situations. It's either this or that, but right. Uh, it's it's definitely not a deer. It's not a coyote. It's not a, you know, it's not your usual suspects. And uh, you know, you you can rule many things out from this clip, um, but there's just you know you can't rule in for sure what it is, but you can rule in a lot about what it isn't. Exactly. Exactly. And and you know what I hope. I mean, I hope to get some more ambiguous troll cam footage down the road here. I mean, I'm always, I do use troll cameras, as do many of us, and we're always hoping for that gold nugget. Uh, glamour. They don't cut, we call yeah, it the glamour shot. The glamour shot, right? You know, uh, <laughs> and but I don't place trail cameras conventionally. I, I place them very obscurely, or, or I, I try to do something different all the time, as many other individuals do. And you, you know what? It, it just, it's right place at the right time and you there's a lot of interesting stuff in exclusive and some of the places that we go to and some of the places that we research in and the people we talk to i mean there's just a lot of video in there there's a lot of audio there's a lot of shows interesting blogs to be found inside exclusive and outside exclusive even but uh julie i know you have a lot of stuff going on your property now before we get into some of the stuff that you have going on in your area of the country and some of the stuff you've been working on and some of the people you've been working with, I want to play a, a clip, you know, kind of a teaser for one of my favorite shows with Monster Exclusive. And that had to do with the uh, Rougarou, the Naked and Afraid yeah. show we did with two guests from Naked and Afraid. That was a really fun and fascinating show. And uh, of course, the history with Louisiana and the Rougarou, and mm. they were very open. I mean, they weren't saying this or that. They were just saying, hey, <laughs> it was weird. It was freaky. <laughs> and so, but I'm going to play after this little teaser, I'm going to play a few individual clips that were taken from uh, the show and replayed during this interview for our guests from Naked and Afraid. And brought, I mean, I remember lit- talking with these guys, and they were like, wow. It brings back memories, and it, it yeah. grows the hair in their arms when we were playing that. Right, Julie? <laughs> yeah, because David Alice actually uh, analyzed some of their audio with right. permission of the Discovery Channel. 
And I'll tell you what, I just sat there as my mouth dropped to the floor on some of that because I, I oh my, it's just bone chilling. The, the sounds, I've never heard them before and it, it's just unreal. And, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah. they caught all that on, on audio. Uh, I'm going to play the, oh, I believe it's about just over two minutes. I'm going to play a, a two-minute little teaser clip. Some of you guys have heard this, and many of you haven't, I'm sure. And then I'm going to play some of the little clips that David had analyzed from from the show. Many of them are suspect. Some are, you know, who knows what. But they're still interesting. And so I'm going to go ahead and play. The dead pyres, the voodoo curses, the rougarou. There's no doubt the nights are going to be creepy down here. exclusive okay so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and play some of these individual clips that david ellis had looked at that he found interesting uh, he's not nobody's saying sasquatch here nobody's saying anything they're just interesting yeah. and given the context and these individuals experience uh, it makes it interesting and so these clips were in one of our uh, shows with monster exclusive that was posted monster exclusive with our uh, guests from naked and afraid and here's the first one's about 14 seconds long Okay, and I, I do want to mention too that these are looped, so uh, that they're, they're looped, so you can hear them more than once, so you don't have to go back 
Here's a second winner from that initial I'm going to play another one, but before I do, I do want to mention that, like I said before, nobody's saying this is Sasquatch, but given what these guys were experiencing, go back and watch the Naked and Afraid show, then join exclusive, listen to the show, and give us your opinion. But they're very interesting giving the context and giving what these guys experienced over their lengthy period of time out in the, the, the Louisiana swamps. Here, here's another one. being naked and afraid. I mean, that, and, I mean, they, first of all, I'm a big fan of the, the show Naked and Afraid. We had Trent Nielsen on a while back, and uh, and we had the opportunity to talk to these two folks that were participants, and they had some weird stuff happen while they were, you know, while they were filming the show. And you got to remember, the, you can't get more exposed out in the Louisiana swamps than being naked. And, uh, and I would, I would be definitely be capital afraid if I was hearing that stuff. I mean, it was, it was just a cool opportunity and um, they were, they were really cool. In fact, they actually told us, you know, they'd take us out if we, we uh, came down to Louisiana. And that's one of the things we're hoping to take exclusive to the next level and, and start going. And basically I always kind of thought, you know, that it'd be cool because not everybody can go here and there, you know, that was one of the appeals of finding Bigfoot is that they, you were able to go with the finding Bigfoot cast to different locations and, and, uh, you know, and we want to do that and do it with our own spin is, you know, I, I really want to get to Nebraska and, and talk with Lucas and, and visit the, the reservation there. Because that little town in uh, on the reservation, they they actually have a Bigfoot curfew. They have a curfew based wow. on the fact Bigfoot is in that area. And you know, it there's some really cool stuff. I mean, we've had some opportunity to to talk this, and that that was just one example. We got one more clip to play here, and uh, here we go. And of course, all these are looped. I want to keep repeating that that these are looped. And you can go back and watch the show for yourself and listen to them. And if you have Sonic Visualizer, throw them up on there and, and uh, start looking at them visually. Oh, there. What the f*** is that? So that's just a, a really cool little kind of a teaser for, for that particular show, which was one of my favorite. Uh, I do believe these guys experienced some unknown stuff out there, in the, at least unknown to them, in the swamps of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. They saw stuff, they heard stuff, and they experienced stuff. And that's all shared in that show for Monster Exclusive. So, Julie, Gunnar Monson has brought up the fact that, you know, I'm involved with the Lint Project as he is, and we're working on the 
the nest site stuff and bring a lot of cool stuff to the table. But one of the unsung heroes when it comes to the work that's being done with exclusive and outside exclusive is what you're doing and your neck of the woods. I find it fascinating. And of course you, you have David Ellis of the Olympic project helping out as we mentioned right. before, but you got a lot of neat stuff going on in your neck of the woods. There's a lot of history there. You know about the history in this area. You've been recently working with David Hardu uh, out in that area. You've gotten to know a lot more about some of the research going on in these areas. Let's talk a little bit about that, because this is all to be found in exclusive. Right, and, and I'll I'll give a little bit of background. Some some of our listeners may have heard this before, but for those who have not, I'm originally from this area. I live right outside the Uari National Forest in North Carolina, which is in central North Carolina, and it has some of the most ancient mountains in all of North America. Now, they used to be 20,000 plus feet tall, but over the millions of years, they have, you know, they're now like maybe 1,200 feet tall, I think is the, the one that's the largest over there. But they're very ancient, and um, my family actually moved here from Europe in 1765 and helped settle this area. So, you know, we, we go back a long ways around here. I was actually born about 20 minutes south of the Uari National Forest, lived in Ohio for many, many years, and, and Jeff and I had always said that when we have the opportunity, we're moving back to my home state. So we, we had that opportunity. I started looking for a property, and we ended up fighting a, a farm. And uh, right outside the Uari, and I thought, hey, yeah, I can go investigate the Uari. You know, we just 20 minutes and I'm at the top of one of the mountains. That's cool. So we moved in and uh, we were very busy with the house for quite some time because it hadn't been lived in for over a year. So I really wasn't paying much attention to outside noises at night because I, you know, we were working on the property, working in the house. So finally, I would say around March of this year, is when I started having the opportunity to go out to the fire pit and have a, a fire and just enjoy the night and have some spare time. And that's when I started noticing these weird sounds. And I'm like, okay, what are the odds, you know? Monster X co-host moves to Uari and hears strange noises on her property. I mean, it, it almost sounds like tabloid, right? So I didn't really say anything, and I thought, you know... If I send this to David Ellis, and he, he analyzes some of this and just sends it back and says, yeah, that's coyote, or that's, you know, feral hog, or that's this or that, you know, I'm going to be completely relieved and, and not, you know, get too concerned about anything and continue my investigation over the Uari. Uari. But unfortunately, or fortunately, depending how you look at it, that wasn't the case. He sent me back a couple of clips, and he's like, uh... Not sure what these are, but I've I've heard them before in different areas, and they also match the unknowns that I've I've had uh, sent to me. The um, spectrographs, they're not canine, they're not this, they're not that. So then we started a actual um, audio recording project where I would record out there 
after after uh, the sunset. I'd record a couple hours and then I'd come in and upload it, then take the recorder back outside and and record for the the rest of the night into the morning. So he was working on all the the recordings I had sent him into the evening into the, you know like say anywhere from like eight to ten or midnight, just depending on how how long I was out there. And he sent me back some clips, and I, um, all I can say is it's mind-blowing. I've never heard anything like it. Julie, a lot of these sounds are mind-blowing, but it's the context, too. You've not just had vocals. You've had a lot of suspicious banging noises, knocks. You oh, have yeah. the whole gamut, very reminiscent of what uh, our guest Donna, we did a three-part yeah. trip with Donna, and it's very reminiscent. Uh, what she was experiencing, not not exactly, but very reminiscent. You're documenting this and sharing exclusive what you're experiencing, what you're recording, what you're seeing and finding, and now you have brought in some other investigators to help you out. Yes, that, and it finally got to that point where I was like, you know, I need to get some investigators in here because just myself, I didn't want to be biased. I didn't want to, you know, have confirmation bias and go, oh, yeah, it's Bigfoot. You know, so I, I invited David Pardue and Terry Wendell to come in. They did their first investigation several weeks back. You know, Bigfoot didn't come in and, and touch the tent or make sounds or bang on anything, but we did hear some interesting wood knocks. Um, we did hear some interesting howls off in the distance. But, you know, they are coming back, actually, November 17th for a two-night investigation. And we will be doing some live feed from around the fire pit, only for Monster Exclusive Group in the Facebook group. Um, we're also going to be doing some recording later that night while we're actually out in the field. And we'll be playing that only in Monster Exclusive Group. So, you know, I tell you. About a month and a half ago or so, something, and I'm not sure what it is, but something decided to start banging the crap out of one of our sheds out here. And it, it got more frequent. It got more it louder. Um, now, I, I will be having a um, show that we're doing with David Ellis that I'm going to be doing with David Ellis at the end of November where I'm going to be playing a lot of that audio, the the slamming noises, the banging you know, a lot of the the howling and the just some crazy stuff going on out here. Uh, so we will be doing that, and like I said, that'll probably air in December or January, just depending on how quickly. You know, he's he's got over 100, 150 hours worth of overnight audio that he's working on. So depending on on how quickly we can get that turned around, we'll be determined when the show will air. But it will definitely be. December or January. To make a long story short, I'm going to play a few clips that I recorded, and it, it was some of this was when I was sitting outside by the fire pit by myself in the pitch dark, just the, the light of the the campfire. There were so many times I wanted to just get up and run into the house and shut the door and say, "I'm not doing this anymore. This is insane." But uh, I just can't. I can't do that. So call me crazy. <laughs> no, I'm not going to call you crazy. <laughs> Before you do, context is everything, and and that's what we do. We don't just come out and say we recorded a Sasquatch, we recorded this or that. It's far from that, and nobody's claiming 
or saying or screaming Sasquatch. We're saying uh, a lot of these clips are ambiguous. They're interesting. And you've done your homework on the area and the, the animals and everything else in this area. So, yeah, uh, kudos to you. And these recordings are very interesting. Yeah, they are interesting. And like you said, I don't know what made them because I can't see it because it's complete pitch dark. But but I can tell you the Uari Forest itself has the most documented reports than anywhere in North Carolina, which includes the Appalachian Mountains. You know, that's, that's kind of an interesting history there. So I'm going to go ahead and, and play some clips. And again, some of these are going to be looped five times some one of them is not looped but you decide you know I, I, i'm not saying what it is or what it isn't i'm just telling you that i hear this stuff and a lot of times when it's going on the, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up and i'm like oh my god you know do i need to sit here I, I'm, I'm crazy but and again it, it, who knows what it is but i'm just telling you it's unusual it's Julie, very you- unusual so I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, – now, this one is one of my favorites because there's something making some type of, like, singing almost, a singing-type vocal, and then you hear these grunts over top of it. And this happened when I was in the house, and I had my recorder outside. This was probably about maybe six weeks ago. And this one is looped. So I'll go ahead and play it. kind of unusual because there's two I, I don't know there's two sources very, of uh very interesting yeah something's going on there and there's two things um making these sounds uh, now the next one <laughs> this is the one that i was sitting out at my fire pit and i heard this coming from my east and i was actually on the phone with mike Feltner from Ohio Night Stoppers, and all of a sudden, all hell broke loose to my east, and after I heard this, I got up and I came into the house. I was petrified, because it was so loud that I could have sworn it was on the inside of my gate, the front gate where, you know, on a property, we have some very large gates out there, 
And I could have sworn something jumped over this gate and was probably standing 20 feet away from me. And I did not look. I couldn't look. I just skirted into the house. That's the night I called you, Shane, and I said, you're going back outside with me to get my stuff. I remember that. So I made Shane stay on the phone with me while I went back outside to to gather up my stuff from around the fire pit and came in, locked the door, and called it a night. I I have no idea what this is, but I'm going to go ahead and play it, and it is looped. particular clip on the spectrograph, it did appear as if there's two sources making those two different vocals, like back and forth. Yeah, so I I, I don't know. That one just really was, it felt like it went right through me. You know what I mean? It's like it vibrated through my chest, if that makes sense to anybody. Oh, absolutely. I get a little shook up when I hear that sound because that... It was so close. The majority of uh, these recordings are how far away from the campfire? Is it right at the campfire or outside the campfire when you're you're recording this stuff? Well, the recorder I have I sit on the um, south deck of our home, so it's probably about two hundred feet away from where I'm sitting. Now, a lot of the sounds come from my north or my south and my southwest then to my west and um what's interesting is there's a very large pond over here on the property beside us to the west and it and it almost seems like there's a um a lot of the sounds start on the southeast of my property and then they end up over here on the west side and on the west side is where I get a lot of the knocking sounds, like if you would, tree knocks, drumming sounds. I've caught a lot of that stuff. Um, but it almost sounds like, you know, and I'm just, this is a theory, of course. If these creatures exist indeed, and if this is what is on these recordings, it would make sense that they're making their way around to a water source. And then while they're doing that, perhaps they're hunting. I don't know. You know, it's just, a theory that yeah. David and I have talked about. So, you know, it's usually between 8 and midnight when I recorded these sounds. And again, I don't know what I've caught overnight because David's still working on all that. So this is just what happens before usually midnight. Right. Just the, the stuff you hear in person, basically. <laughs> right. Just And some of this is uh, recorded when I'm in, inside the house and you know, then I'll go back outside and I'll grab the recorder and come in and, and upload it because, you know, I can't get out there every night, obviously. I do have a life, but um, <laughs> believe it or not, outside of big, but I have, I have a life. You know, a lot of it is recorded in real time, and I'm listening to this stuff, and I'm, I'm just like, what? You know, what the heck was that? And I'm always alone, by the way. Once again, once again, Julie, uh, I know you got more clips to play here, but once again, very reminiscent of what Donna was going through because 
we did a three-part show with Donna uh, that was for the public. And she was a home alone by herself many times with experiences, sort of stuff that very, like I said, very reminiscent of what you're experiencing. And it, it, in both cases, in your case and in Donna's case, it's still going on because there's still uh, ambiguous and, and suspect activity in recordings and everything else going on in her property while it's still going on where you're at. And mm-hmm. for folks listening, we're going to be interviewing. Donna's going to be back on the show, and her husband, Greg, are going to be back on the show down the road here. Very reminiscent yeah. stuff going on. And other, uh, so yeah. that to me is fascinating. So, and, and, and very yeah, intriguing. And I didn't know Donna until recently. I, you know, I didn't know about her story. I didn't know. David actually introduced me to Donna after hearing these clips and seeing what was going on over here. He's like, hmm. <laughs> I have somebody I want you to meet. So Donna and I actually talked on the phone, and she's been very helpful to me, you know, because i got to be honest, it's unnerving to sit out on your property and hear some of this stuff, you know. It's not for everybody. It's interesting is what I both – the parallels between what happened with Donna and Greg on their property and what's going on with you, Julie, is – I, I like to call it the reluctant witness. I mean, it isn't that you and, – and Donna was the same way, is when the audio was being vetted by David Ellis, you both hoped that it would come back explained away as something else. Absolutely. And, and while we we are very careful not to make definitive statements about it's it's not Bigfoot, we don't know what it is, and we don't. But there's a bigger context to it because David is taking these this audio, and we're talking about hundreds of hours of audio, and goes through and finds the interesting nuggets, and and in that he also finds known animals. I mean, there's coyotes oh, yeah. and there's dogs barking, and there's because we've we've talked about that, and what he what he's left with is things that match other situations where where. It was suspect, but there was Bigfoot activity involved. On Donna's property, there was actually, you know, some some visual encounters. Right. Um, you haven't had that, you know, you haven't had no. that pleasure yet. But, um, but, but I mean, that's, so while while we, you know, and I'm I'm not, a, believe me, I am not a everything is Bigfoot guy. No. But when you neither. when you vet when you go through the process of vetting evidence and you come up with you know not knowing it and it's the same thing applies to the nest site in washington right the, the, is that those things are being vetted you know to the nth degree and and there's more to it than just one piece of evidence there you know there uh, there's a history of the area there's uh you know there's unknown hairs that are uh the, that have come out of these nests that match a database of of hairs that that are were collected in association with with a Bigfoot activity. Well, the nests themselves are not seen. You know, nobody saw what made them, but they but Bigfoot is in the area because there's ongoing eyewitness encounters over a you know a, a long time. Same thing in the Uwari is that there's yeah. there's a, a a history of of Bigfoot encounters or Bigfoot sightings. So you know they're there, 
it's just weird that, like you said, that you happen to move in, you know, Bigfoot investigator has Bigfoot in her backyard. I mean, that's you right. Have to be, I mean, uh, you, that, like I yeah. said, it sounds tabloid, and I that's why I was very hesitant to even go down that rabbit hole. But, um, you know, but there's yeah, and and it's progressive progressed where you've had some stuff happen. Yeah, where I mean, the I've heard a lot of the audio that that has been vetted, and I mean, something smacked a metal building, and and you have a metal building nearby, and you know, it, it's at first you thought it was gunshots, and when it looks different visually, and that's the importance of doing visual analysis of right. audio which david ellis is one of the best at so yeah i just want to i mean yeah. in the context we you know we we constantly are saying it's not big we can't say that it's big and we can't with definitively but in but there is you know there's something going on there that and it's ongoing and it's one of those unusual um situations that right that we know it, it again it comes down to you narrow it down to it's it's either it's something unknown it's either a known it's either audio that a known animal makes that previously wasn't recorded or it's an unknown animal making this audio that's where mm-hmm. you, at some point you get down to right and, and, it and, matches, and it's not every it matches, night it's not like i go out there every right. night and i'm like oh listen to these something there's a pattern to it you know I, i've been documenting this and there's a pattern to it and David and I will be discussing and be, you know, go into detail about these patterns and also compare them to some of the information that Squatchometrics has uh, released and how that it matches a lot of the things that, that are known from his data. So, you know, there's the cross-reference there as well. And that's that's... One of the things to me that's really cool is that there's a pro- it's not just you know run to run to Facebook or run to YouTube and take you know look I I have I heard Bigfoot and again as Shane said kudos to you and David for taking the because it takes tons of time to actually do this properly and right you said you right. you you've been there for a while now and have had this and and you've talked to some other people in in and around that area that have more mm-hmm. information. And, yeah, and, and every time you... I say something about odd noises, the people that have lived around here for years are like, oh, it's probably the the lady that actually owned this property uh, lives across the road from me. And I actually played a couple of these things for her. Uh, it's been several months back, and, and I said, well, what do you think that is? You know, have you ever heard anything like that when you lived here? She lived here for 10 years, and she goes, well, I've heard a lot of weird stuff out here, and nothing exactly like the one particular clip that I played for her, but she said, oh, it's probably just the Sasquatch. <laughs> and I'm like, so it was matter of fact. Uh, okay, and, you know, well, they're, they're known to be over in the UR. Everybody from around here is like, yeah, you yeah, that's probably just some Sasquatch. They they live over in the UR, you know. Everybody knows that. And I'm like, oh, well. Very, <laughs> very reminiscent of what Donna has going on. So, uh, once again, another corroborative. Parallel. Uh, think, yeah, yeah, parallel there. Yeah, very interesting. 
Right. Yeah. So, so we're going to start calling you. East, I'm say. We'll call you East Coast Donna. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. So okay, I got two more clips I'm going to play, and um, this is called Back and Forth. There are two vocals back and forth, and and on the spectrogram, you can see the difference in the two vocals. So let's go ahead and play that one. deal with what that is I really don't um, people can make up their own minds about that one was that one you heard in person or was that one recorded while you were away I know that one I heard in person but gotcha. see okay. I, I heard it in person but it was further away than um, some of the other clips so you know I could hear like at the highest points where they kind of go up higher, I could hear that part of it, and I'm just like, what is that? You know, and and I think I think I might even text David and said, check out the whatever minute mark that was on this particular clip, something unusual, because I will do that as well. If I'm if I'm out there and I hear something unusual, I'll either write it down or I'll text David and say, like clip number oh oh whatever at the three minute mark, what was that? Those sort of things. So now I have one more to play. I was outside and I had to to come inside for something. I, I don't remember what, but this happened while I was in the house. Then I went back outside and the recorder was still on. And then at the end of the evening, I came inside and uploaded it and sent it to David. And I didn't listen to it or anything. I just sent it to David. And he actually had time right when I sent it to him to, you know, upload it and analyze it. So I'm sitting out the fire, and he's like, uh, sends me a text back, and he goes, hey, uh, are you at the fire? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, you may not want to listen to this one then until in the morning. Huh. Uh, okay. So after I got that, I think it was email. No, actually, email. He emailed that to me, and I said, "Okay, well, that's." I got up and came in the house and shut the door and locked it because, you know, I'm not an idiot. You don't have to tell me twice, right? So he, then he sent me this audio. It is not looped. You will hear obvious dogs barking in this audio clip. I mean, obviously, there's dogs, but it, it's like a a freaking jungle. It's like all hell broke loose. And a lot of times all hell breaks loose for several minutes. Then it fades off and it gets quiet. So that's what happened. 
when I got back outside, it was it was quiet. So I had no idea this stuff was going on out there. Um, anyway, people can be the, their judge. I I don't know what it is. I can just tell you that I don't. I, there's a lot going on. So let me let me go ahead and play this one. And it is not looped. This is straight up not looped. Yeah, so that that was uh, one of those interesting nights. There was a lot yeah, of that, that night. You seem to have a lot of interesting nights. And I, we discussed this a little bit in exclusive in your head without uh, saying anything as factual. I mean, in your head, what do you think is going on there, Julie? Well, with the fact that there's this back and forth thing, that is actually visually able to be seen, that there's more than one vocalizer. Again, if these things exist, because I haven't seen one, and I can't tell you 100% sure because I haven't seen one, but if these creatures exist, I'm thinking, and, and David Ellis is also, you know, throwing this out there, is there's more than one, and there could be several. Right. Why that area? And this is stuff we're going to talk about in exclusive right. and do future shows about. But why that area? What's going on in that? I can I can tell you this much. In this area, there are just tons and tons of deer. There's wild turkey. There's fruit farms. There's creeks. There's ponds. There's feral hogs. Uh, not too far from here. You know, of course, all the other usual little mammals and and that type of thing. Um, but I, there's there's a lot of cover, too. I mean, there's just miles of forest around here that stretch all the way over to the Uari. So, you know, you combine all that, and the fact that the impression I have is the people around here know that they are here, and they just don't mess with them. It's it's one of those things. Yeah, they you know you just don't mess with them. They won't mess with you. That's the impression I keep getting, and I think that they feel comfortable around here because people just kind of leave them be, and it's been that way for generations. Yeah, and they're not really that interested because they're not affected directly. In this case, with you, you come into this area and and you're getting. Whatever's going on is is right up in your face, and right. as I I've said before on this show, it's just very reminiscent of what transpired with Donna. They no longer live in that house, 
this this isn't mind blowing to some of these other investigators, is it? No, David Pardue has actually investigated the Uari for over ten years. You know, spent countless hours in there, and you know, the first time he came to my property, he gets out of his truck and he kind of looks to the right and he looks to the left and he looks at me and he goes, "You in Squatchland, girl." And I'm just standing there like, oh, my God. You know, it's like that was the first thing he said to me when he got here. You're in the thick of things. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, great. Because, you know, I I don't know that I even really want to see one, to be honest with you, because I know what happened with Donna when she saw what she saw. And uh, the things that happened there and the things that happened to her, well, the end result is uh, they no longer live there. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn about it. You know what I mean? I don't want to see something that's going to freak me out so bad that I end up leaving my property because I'm in love with this place. I'm in love with this area. You know, it's beautiful. And uh, I would just, uh, I would hate to get to the point where I feel uncomfortable and I have to leave. But on the other side of the fence, I'm dying to find out what's making these noises. What's banging your shit? What's making these noises? Right. You got uh, quite a heck of a research endeavor, no doubt about it. And you're very—I mean, I would consider you fortunate because it seems that you have some odd activity, odd experiences, and whatnot on around that area. So to check it out and research it out the back door is kind of cool for me, but I can see how it would be unsettling. Uh, but I, yeah, I think and- uh, at some point you'll get to the bottom of things. Hopefully. Right, and that's that's my goal with the help of David Ellis and David Pardue and Terry Wendell and, and the team. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, information, audio, and um, results of the investigations that I will be posting only in exclusive. So, you know, if anyone is interested in following that, they may want to look into to joining exclusive because, you know, I don't want to broadcast this out all over, you know, social media and Facebook because that's that's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm 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 trying to be, you know, very professional about it and not everything is Bigfoot and I, you won't find me recording myself walking in circles and rambling out in the woods for twenty minutes about nothing. You know, just to put it out there. That's that's never gonna happen. So I, I hope to bring good Nobody content. Nobody does that. Nobody what? does that. I'm trying to keep it real and you won't hear me say well my god that's a Bigfoot that made that sound because I don't know I just know I got some freaky shit going on over here guys and, and I'm bringing in the truth <laughs> but it's part of an ongoing investigation which is which is different than and this is part of what is different about Monster X and by extension exclusive is that you know, we te- we do interview the witnesses with the one and done kind of stories, but we also have some ongoing situations that are we're sharing that information with with the members of Exclusive. You know, it's like this this situation is ongoing. There's going to be some stuff. The situation on Don and Greg's property is ongoing, and and the information that is going to come out of that now is going to be shared with Exclusive members, and the stuff that is happening. You know, in association with the the nest site in Washington, we 
we're dialed in. I mean, we're di- I mean, we have the guy that that goes there more often than than anybody else on the planet, and uh, has pulled more. Um, the vast majority of the unknown hairs out of those nests have been collected by Shane, and and he took the time to actually. He's taken, you know, Dr. Melvin to the to the nest site, and uh, they, you know, the core samples have been pulled. There's there's an ongoing uh, investigation. So that's cool stuff that that is getting shared exclusively. So exclusive is really a good name for our okay. membership. Exactly, and that's what we're trying to provide is just some really good content. You know, not your run of the mill content. Not your not where you're not going to find this stuff on YouTube. Uh, but I do enjoy sharing with those individuals that really take this subject serious, that really are about looking at the facts. We really appreciate the members that we currently have. I mean, just I can't say how much we appreciate you and, and your support. You know, they were willing to come in at the the beginning when we were hitting the ground running. And they're, you know, they're still there and they're supporting us. So thank you so much to our our current members. Just can't can't tell you how much we appreciate you. All righty. Well, you know what? I hope you guys have enjoyed this show. We included a lot of private clips from the exclusive group, not the whole shows that we recorded, but just a lot of private clips from some of these shows. We've included some content, and I really hope that. Uh, those out there that are looking for a podcast or a show that that delves into a lot of the more interesting subject matter in regards to Sasquatch. I, I do want to remember, uh, let folks know that we currently are doing a, a deal where if you uh, join exclusive, you get the first two weeks free. Um, so you can come in and check it out. If you don't, it's for you. You stick around and it's like 10 bucks a month. I mean, you know, uh, and uh, for what we're doing, and we're just getting started. Uh, we've done, you know, we were podcasters before, so a lot of it's been podcasting. We're really getting into going to be upping the ante in video, and and uh, we really want kind of be the multimedia um, Bigfoot show. So, uh, and and one of the, what Shane is saying is, there's a lot of tabloid in in Bigfooting, and that's not our gig. So, I mean, we we will go interview witnesses and let them tell their stories, but uh, we we always vet our witnesses because um, we want to bring stuff that is interesting and incredible, not incredible, not necessarily incredible. So, um, but anytime there's a Bigfoot encounter, it's kind of incredible. But, right. Uh, but be sure if you want to join exclusive, you know, you want to jump in and, and check it out. Go to our website www.monstrexradio.com. You find the button there that says, you know, two week trial or or try exclusive for free. Um, we also do have a deal where uh, if you just talk, hearing us talk about it gets you excited and you you want to jump in with both feet, you can join uh, for a full year for like forty nine bucks. So that's like less than half the prices if you were paying by the month. So either way, I mean, that's, it's up to you. I'm never, you know, going to twist anybody's arm like a Sasquatch to, to get them to join either. Mm-hmm. It's either for you or it's not for you. Yep. I tell you what, as somebody who's as a Bigfoot nerd, like Cliff Berkman likes to describe himself, I, I like that term. It's like 
I've always liked Bigfoot stuff. If I had the opportunity to listen to the kind of stuff that, that is being provided exclusive, I'd jump on it. And, because uh, it's cool. And the, the, what's going on with you, Julie? I, I, I love the three part series on, uh, with Donna. And, and now we have our own, you know, Julie Ranch who's having some really weird stuff happen and is, and is handling it like a Bigfoot investigator. So you get to go and, and kind of see live uh, what's going on inside of a real actual ongoing situation. So, yeah. I mean, if that ain't worth 10 bucks a month, I don't know what is. <laughs> so um, I'm having fun doing it. I, I love the people I work with. And uh, come join us if it's something that, that uh, you think is cool. If not, that's fine too. But, uh, yeah, we're uh, having fun. We'd love to have you be part of our inner circle group of people that, that is growing by the day. So. And I, again, I want to echo what Jules said about, you know, the folks that came on early and, and it's fun getting to know you guys. And, um, we've got some, some cool stuff coming up. Like I said, uh, we're talking about YouTube channels and, and, um, I know that we are, have some, uh, we're going to be doing our own town halls coming up. So, uh, we've been talking about it and now we're ready to kind of, so as exclusive members, as those come up, that's you get to come to those, you know, from we'll be charging the public, but you guys will that'll be part of your membership. So and we're always talking about how we can make exclusive cooler. I mean make it a, a over you know, way more value than what you're what you're paying and that's where we're headed. We're we're more video, more uh field stuff, uh some monstrex events and uh we look forward to, to moving forward with everybody. And like I said, I couldn't be happier with the people that I, I get to work with, with Julie and, and Shane and, and Thomas. And, uh, so come hang out with, if you like guys, I really appreciate you. It's funny cause I'm sitting here listening to some of this audio and I'm actually in my Jeep parked on the side of the road in the pitch black. And I'm like, some of that stuff like making the hair on my back, my neck stand up. So any yeah. minute wow. I know. Sasquatch no, come I, tapping on the window. So, Gunner, no, hey. we appreciate you calling in. I know you're on the road, and and I can hear yeah. the cars passing by you. But I do appreciate. <laughs> no, I appreciate you calling in. Uh, you're a busy guy, and and I wanted you on this particular show. As did I, Julie. I um, Ob Thomas is out in the the bush right now, so he was out. But I wanted to get as many hosts on this show talk about what we're doing with the exclusives. It's quality content. I'm really stoked about some of the stuff we've got coming up. I mean, I, you know, mm -hmm. about the behind the scenes stuff that we've been talking about, what we're going to do, be adding to exclusive here as we move forward. So, you know, thank you, Julie, for jumping in. Thank you, Gunner. Um, we'll definitely get You're Thomas Seawood back on the show sometime soon. For Shane Corson, for Julie Ranch and Gunner Monson, we appreciate everybody that's listening to the show at our website. And uh, check out a lot of the, the blogs that are out there. I think you'll enjoy them. A couple of really good ones recently. And today's myth may be your tomorrow's reality. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Monster X Radio. Stay Squatch out there, people, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys.
thank you for joining Monster X Radio. 